Hello and welcome to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I am chatting with local artist and owner of M3 Creative, Maya Matthews. Maya, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Maya, you are a woman of many talents. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice way of saying that I have ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about all the mediums you do from illustration to graphic design, printmaking. I think it would be a little bit faster to tell you the things that I don't do just because I am a person who gets extremely bored and I end up with a lot of hobbies. But I, basically, I don't play any instruments. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do um, I do graphic design. So that means, you know, I do logo design for clients. Um I do some print design, marketing, that type of thing. I do social media. I can make graphics for that. Yeah, I do relief printing, so leno cutting and, and block printing, and I'm starting to get into woodcut. And then I've also done a lot of sign painting and murals here in town. Yes. Tell the people which murals you've done. They, they've <laughs> seen them. They're they're around. Yes, they are around. Um, if you go down and grab a, grab a brew at Father Tom's, and you're sitting out on the porch, and you look to your... Uh, depending on where you're sitting to the right, you'll see the little Cookville mural. I painted that um, for the previous owner of um, World Foods. Uh, when the Swift Witch was here in town, I did the the paint all around that entire little camper. Um, it was really cute. It is adorable. I love I love that project. It was such a cute project, and the, the branding on that was awesome. But yeah, I'm I'm trying to think now. Uh, I've out in Baxter at the Thread and Bristle Boutique. Um, a lot of their their sign work was done by me. Um, the mural behind their um, counter inside on the wall back there is is all my work. How do you begin to design murals? Um, I don't know. I just I don't know. That's a very hot question. I like I like text. I like typography. So as far as the um, the Cookville mural went. I just had designed that and I was like, I want to put this on a wall somewhere. So I started asking people and uh, I kind of vaguely knew uh, Al and Sharon before they, they ended up selling World Foods. And I was like, hey, would you guys mind if I put this on the wall? And they were like, that would be great. And I just kind of wanted to get my name out there doing it and I had a great time with it. Do you use a projector? Or are you freehanding? How does it work? It depends. Um, I've used a projector that's a little more complicated because you end up needing like a transparency and you got to make sure that it's, you know, it, it, that's a lot of setup. And, and if it's, the ground's not perfectly flat, then it's weird and wonky. And it, so that that's a little bit of a hassle. Sometimes I freehand it. It really just depends on what's going to be the simplest and come out with the best result. Have you always been an artist? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> when you were young, what did you want to be when you grow up? That's a really good question. I don't really think I have an answer. I kind of just wanted to be a person that did stuff um, and whatever struck my fancy. I didn't. I think if I had to narrow it down to one thing, it was probably like a veterinarian because I really like animals. But I didn't ever really have a thing that I was like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. I just kind of vibed around and did what I enjoyed. <laughs> you need to be stimulated. That's yes. what you knew. Yes, that is exactly it. Yeah, I need something <laughs> to entertain this terror dome. <laughs> did you formally train in these arts? How did you develop these skills? Do you want the boring answer? Or do you want the like interesting answer for interviews? Interesting. Interesting. Oh, so interesting that so I am a self-starter and I taught myself all of these different things. Um no, basically, I mean, I just like I said, I get bored. And I'm like, oh, I could probably do that. 
And so I just end up doing uh, just insane amounts of research and, and, and finding out, okay, what's the best way to do this? What do the experts recommend? I just, and I'm also the type of person, if I'm not immediately good at a thing, I don't really stick with it um, because it's not offering me enough dopamine. So if that's kind of how I've ended up weeding into the, the certain things that I, I am good at and that I do a lot because I will try everything basically and <clears throat> settle on, okay, this is, this is something that I'm good at. I enjoy doing it. It doesn't feel like a chore. I'm going to keep doing this until I'm really, really good at it. My dad kind of taught me that too. He was like, you can figure anything out. You can, you can do pretty much anything that you set your mind to. If you just look, look it up, somebody's going to teach you. That's probably one of the hardest things about being an artist, right? Eventually, you will hit a wall in your development. Even if you're initially good at, say, painting, eventually you're going to try to do some style that you're not great at. How do you motivate yourself to keep going? Yeah, that's hard because even if it's like, like you said, you hit a wall, you try something that you're not immediately good at, or even if you're you're doing the thing that you're good at, sometimes it just kind of loses the shine and... Honestly, what has worked the best for me, because I used to get really stressed about it and like, oh, no, am I never going to make anything again? What works the best for me is just saying, "Okay, well, I'm in a little bit of a slump right now. I'll do something else. (laughs) And that is also the benefit of having a lot of things that I like to do. Um, Do something else. Give my brain a break from it. And eventually the, the itch to do whatever that may be, painting or leno cutting, will come back. And I've learned to kind of go with the the different ebbs and flows of that trusting in the process yes yes (laughs) we had darby facento on we've had emma levitz on just off the top of my head those are the artists here who said they just learned to do their craft on youtube yeah Uh, do you go to youtube university (laughs) as well do you attend yes i do i do i have uh gosh yeah between youtube Google and I'm a big person like I like the history of the thing so that as far as sign painting graphic design and lino cutting goes I like looking at oh this is how they did it 100 years ago and that will get me excited about it so so like Wikipedia stuff like that these weird little niche websites that are like you know still in early early HTML but they have all this interesting information mm-hmm. about how this stuff was done in the past that's that's what will get me excited and and I find new ways of doing stuff there a lot of the time Internet rabbit holes. Yes. <laughs> I love them. I'm Caroline Moore, and today I am joined by local artist and creator of M3 Creative, Maya Matthews. Maya, one of your art forms is lino cutting. Can you tell us a little bit about what lino cutting is? Yeah. So, kind of like I said, you basically take like a block of linoleum, or sometimes it's, it's more of like a rubber stamp material. Um, and there are these special tools for it. They're like woodcut tools. Um, You can actually use woodcut tools. Just basically these sharp little shaped knives and you cut in relief. So basically whatever is left raised, you'll basically carve out divots and hills and valleys and whatever is the hill will get ink on it and will end up being printed. So you're dealing with negative space. Yes. Yeah, precisely. Last time I saw you, which was at Art Prowl, you had your booth and at your table you were doing lino cutting in front of everyone. And not to bring up your past mistakes, but you accidentally lino cutted incorrectly. You were doing a possum and you forgot to spell the word yeehaw backwards, so it printed wahee. <laughs> 
I spent all day telling people as they came up to me, I was like, yeah, you got to be so, so careful when you're carving these things. You got to make sure that when you're printing letters, you carve them backwards because they'll print backwards otherwise. And then I sat in front of God and everybody and carved it the wrong way. But honestly, I think I think we were talking. I think it makes it better because now we've got Wahi in the world. We have Wahi in the world. <laughs> I bought a Wahi print for my friend and she loved it. And that's what's fun. How do you deal with perfectionism in art (laughs) yeah i i think in some respects i don't um but here lately i've just kind of been uh, doing a lot of stuff like i took a little break from client work at the end of this year just for a number of reasons at least of which the the brain spiciness but um uh i think I've started to let myself, okay, we're going to make a mistake. It may not end up exactly how I envision it, but maybe it's kind of better that way. And maybe it's something a little bit more fun that way. And I, I find that like like with the Wahi, people connected with that more because it was a little silly and it was a little ridiculous. And I think that we just need a little bit more ridiculous in our life. Yeehaw is out. Wahi is in. You heard it here first. <laughs> we are also met through Art Round Tennessee. Yes, that fateful day. (laughs) That fateful day at Soulcraft. Shout out Soulcraft. We were both working with the organization and you were on their social media side. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do for their social media? Yeah, so I, um, basically I plan the social media strategy for Art Round Tennessee, whether that is um, pushes for um, fundraisers, or the promotion for Art Prowl, um, just making sure that the information is available to people because a lot of times it can be a little bit hard to find, oh, what's going on here locally? And so I try to keep the channels active uh, so that people know what we're doing and and that there are these art events and and the things going on here in Cookville that, that highlight all the local artists and, and really get their names out there. There are so many great things that are happening here in the Upper Cumberland And that's why it's so wonderful that local businesses and organizations can now utilize social media, Facebook, Instagram, to tell people because people want to go. They just didn't always know where to go to find that information. Exactly. Even online. Yes. (laughs) That being said, where are you online? I am online. uh, You can find me at M3Creative, E-M-T-H-R-E-E dot creative. Um, I am technically at around Tennessee, um, but you won't find a lot of my face there. Um, but you can find my work on, on my Instagram. Um, my link in my bio there takes you to my website, which has a lot of my other stuff uh, on it. Do you also do social media for other companies as well or other clients? I have bid a few jobs. Um, the thing with social media is that it's really specific to the the client. And so depending on... Um, you know, what their needs are, it can get really um, complex. And so sometimes I will I will advise a client, okay, it may be better for you since you have these really varied needs and it would require a lot from me just in time. It may be better if I make you some kind of package where you have all these resources available to you. You can do it yourself because you're not exactly sure how much you'll need from me at any given time. So I don't have a lot of social media clients right at the moment. Art Run Tennessee is the main one, as far as I can recall. And if I'm forgetting anybody, I do apologize. I love you a lot. <laughs> a company's voice is so specific. And yes. in a place like this where everything's locally owned, yes. it really does need to have the voice of that restaurant, yeah. of that venue. 
And that's what I prefer too with my clients because um, sometimes people come to me, they aren't really sure what they want. And I really just try to tell them, you know, this is about you. This is about your brand. How do you want to present yourself to the world? And then let me just help you give you the tools that you need so that you can do that in a way that is going to actually make people connect with what you're doing. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Hello and welcome back to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with local artist and owner of M3 Creative, Maya Matthews. Before the break, we were talking about how you talk to clients. Can you walk us through the consultation process? Basically, when somebody reaches out to me, it's like, can you make a logo? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. That's kind of what I do. Initially, my main goal is to meet with them and and figure out what they're trying to communicate to their audience. And I think um, sometimes the thing that we run into a lot is that people don't know exactly what they want out of a logo or they're focusing too much on the logo itself and how they want it to look. But really, you're trying to reach the people that you want to target for your business and there are effective ways of doing that, and it's going to depend on what field you're in and what the people expect out of that kind of genre of business. And so we have to marry exactly what they're envisioning in their head that their brand looks like, which is just basically their identity and how they present themselves to the world, and what their audience is expecting and is going to feel most natural interacting with. And so we sit down and I try to talk them through, okay, what are things that words that come to mind when you think of your business or you want people to associate with your business? What is the feeling? Do you have pictures that you associate? Because I do better that way. I, I am a very visual person. Um, I am not good at remembering things that are said to me. So I need visuals. I need things written down, you know, uh, take lots of notes through it and just things that they say to me about how their business came to be and how, where they got the idea from it and all that kind of thing. You did the Meg's Bread logo. Can you walk us through the process of creating that? What were some of the things that Meg requested? So Meg wanted, um, if I'm remembering correctly, she didn't want anything that was going to um, be too colorful, too flashy. She wanted it to be very like approachable um, and very like natural looking, but still kind of fun. Because I mean, that's the vibe there. It's yes. it's natural. It's 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 locally made. But it's also really, really, really fun, and you mm-hmm. want that to kind of come through. And she showed me she loves these these patterns, these kind of minimalist, almost brushwork patterns. And so that was really fun. I actually got to work, and um, someone had given me – this is another thing where I just have crap lying around, and I, I do kind of everything because I get bored. Um, <laughs> someone had given me a little, um, like, Chinese brush lettering kit, which had some ink and some some brushes in it. 
And so I just sat down one day after I, I talked with Meg and was just messing with making these different little patterns and lines and, you know, hatch marks and dots and circles. And and we ended up actually using quite a lot of those in her branding. Um, and I think the little wheat stalk in their logo is actually um, several of those little brush kind of smacks turned into a little a little head of wheat. What do you do? If the client doesn't like your initial design. We workshop it. Does it hurt your feelings? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it Usually, um, if if they don't like it, it's what I've found is that it's generally a failure to communicate on one of our parts. Either I didn't ask enough questions or I misunderstood what was said to me as far as what they wanted their brand to look like, um, as as far as what they were trying to convey with it, the feeling or sometimes they weren't exactly sure. And it never hurts my feelings because I want it to be, ultimately it's not about anything that I'm creating. This isn't me making art. This isn't me like making these choices about your branding. This is about me trying to help you communicate yourself to the world. And the more that that comes from the person that I'm working with, the better. I want them to inform every single decision that I'm making. I'm just here to be hands that make it. (laughs) It's almost like you have to turn the artist part of your brain or your heart off and just be the designer because the designer is for hire they're the tool yes right (laughs) yes exactly and the artist just kind of has to sit back yeah yeah and the artist kind of informs like some of the 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 taste decisions or maybe like it's interesting because sometimes i'll have someone say can you make this text black on say you know any given color background, I can't think of one at the moment because colors, I can't think of any. But um, <laughs> uh, so they may say, can you make this text black? It takes intuiting then, um, what are you trying to say to me? Are you having trouble seeing it? Is there not enough contrast? That type of thing. Um, and so the artist does come in there a little bit and, and trying to read between the lines of, of what they're saying. Because, um, like, you know, there's rules in design and art. But having to, to interpret those and fit them around what the person's saying but isn't quite sure how to say to me and it's crazy that a font (laughs) says so much it does yes but you have to know so much about fonts and what they evoke or really images too not just fonts but say a flower versus a star yeah yeah exactly everything has these little unconscious like connections in our brain and so it's that's another thing that i'm really interested in is is the way that like humans kind of interact with advertising and the way that we interact with visual media fascinates me and the way that our brains make these little connections just based on like kind of free association is so cool and i like to work in it because of that because i get to like experiment with it a little bit Through traditional media, we've always been mediated by images, but then you throw internet on top of that, it becomes even more complicated. Yeah. Oh, God. The internet. And what that can do. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. And and to like, you know, someone else might associate a star with something totally different than I would associate a star with, you know, like that type of thing. You've got so many different perspectives on a thing and and. It makes it exciting to to see what what can I how can I design this logo in such a way that it's going to convey what you're envisioning, but it's also going to like mean the same thing to so many people and and the people that you're trying to target. It's it's cool. It's fun. There's so much group psychology. There really is, and I love it. (laughs) Between understanding the psychology, the science. As well as the art involved in your work, would you say that you're both right and left brained? 
Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that's one of my favorite parts about it is the psychology behind why we react to what we do in advertising and and media and you know what types of reactions that we get from different things. It fascinates me. I just I just have a great time with that. What are the current trends in the graphic design world? Are your clients all wanting similar patterns or shades lately? It's it's hard because a lot of the time the the trends at least in my head because again I don't I don't I'm not the type of person that has an internal monologue I just kind of think in like concepts and pictures and stuff which is I know unnerves some people. The trend right now is is probably it's I've noticed there's a lot of beiginess going on which I think is cool. Neutrals. Neutrals are big. I like neutrals because it's it's interesting to try to work within that and um like have something be memorable without having it be memorable because it was super bright or super flashy, um, which I actually had a lot of fun with working with a, a client here in town just recently, Golden Row. She wanted a lot of neutrals and warm tones, and her branding honestly is probably the the most fun that I've had so far is is working on that with her because she she really knew what she wanted, but she was also very willing to like mm-hmm. work with me, and she wanted some of my flavor in it, um, which I just had a great time with that. And that's a hairstylist, yes, right? By yeah. the square. Yes. She has a she has a Cookville. salon there. Um, and it's a little boutique as well. And and just her vision for that space was really fun to talk with her about and then try to convey that through her branding. I find that the pendulum swings always with trends, right? You know, neutrals will be in one year, colors will be in the yes. next. But I feel like with the internet and technology, we cycle through trends so much yeah. more quickly do you see that in advertising as well yeah and it's almost um a little bit too that you will find that different things are trending in different groups so it depending on a certain demographic of people one thing will be the big thing but then if you look you know to your left this other group is going to be all over this other thing so that's another thing you have to think about when you're working with a client and their audience is okay what part of the you know the culture are you marketing to and who are you trying to attract and and what are they connecting with right now hello and welcome back to local matters i'm caroline moore and today i'm chatting with local artist and owner of m3 creative maya matthews maya why did you start m3 creative if i'm being completely honest with you i have no idea um possibly because i'm a glutton for punishment um or really restless um but also I, I kind of have found that my brain and the way that it is shaped doesn't really fit into a lot of the typical like employment boxes. I cannot work a nine to five. Um, I am just not good at it. Uh, so starting that, it was kind of like, OK, I it, it was during the pandemic or right before. I can't even remember. I wanted to be able to kind of supplement whatever I was doing because God knows I'm not going to be working a nine to five uh, with something that I actually enjoyed and that I could, okay, I can, I can have like maybe a part-time thing and fill it in with this and actually be doing something that I think, you know, is going to, I can develop skills in and I can keep working at and I can find new things that I'm doing in it. When you were starting M3 Creative, did you have a mentor giving you advice or did you just kind of jump in? kind of both like I definitely dove in and was like I'm starting a business and I'm just gonna start freelancing and we'll see where it goes but I also like a lot of it you know 
the really complex things like taxes and things. Um, my dad has run his own business for the longest. And so I was like, hey, dad, what am I supposed to be doing here exactly? And and he helped me out with that. So the, there was like, he's my mentor, I suppose. He's my business mentor. But uh, mostly I was just kind of like winging it. When you were growing up, you saw what it took to run a small business, what that lifestyle was like. I saw him going through all of his receipts at the end of the year. But at least you know that you're not meant to do a nine to five. Yeah, I learned that really quick. But it can be hard freelancing and owning your own business. You end up working crazy hours. It's not nine to five. It can be nine to nine. Yeah, that means that I'm I'm not regulating my work-life balance at all, and I'm just going nuts, or I'm not doing anything. And, like, it's really, there's not a lot of balance to it. <laughs> I was about to ask, do you find balance, or do you just kind of lean into the ebbs and flows of the freelance world? Yeah, it, you kind of have to. I Like, I kind of have to be a little chaotic in how I treat it, because, you know, I mean, like, right now, I, I kind of said I, it was by design. I took a little bit of a break at the end of the year, um, but... As well, you know, there's times in the year where there's just not a lot happening and there's not a lot of work coming in. So you have to kind of be like, okay, I'm going to take this time and I'm going to paint or I'm going to do some linen cutting. I'm going to make some prints, stuff like that, that keeps my brain at least engaged in that. But then I can kind of lean into the the crazy when it does happen. And I'm like, okay, I am meeting this client and then I'm going home and I'm working on their package and all of that and, and just really go, go hard on it when it the work is there. Are there certain seasons that you're busier in? It, I, honestly, I, I have not been able to really intuit that yet because there have been years where it's really busy in the summer and there have been years where it's really busy in the winter. And then like this year, there, I don't really have a whole lot happening, not a lot of work coming in this winter. So it, it, I don't really know if there is. Maybe someone who's been in the business longer than me would be able to answer <laughs> that one. But for me, at least... It's really sporadic. Well, with the pandemic as well, yeah. I feel like that would shape a lot of business development. Yes. Perhaps it was not happening as much or things slowed down and then. Yeah, it, it was. It's kind of almost um, a little bit of toss up because I think in, during the pandemic, too, there were a lot of people who were starting little hot side hustles. And so they would reach out to me and say, hey, can you make me a logo? Or I'm starting this, um, I had a friend who was going to start cleaning residential and, and commercial. And so I did her logo. Different stuff. It, it is interesting to kind of watch what's happening and, and when people end up, you know, starting a business or, or, or pursuing their little passion project or whatever. How do people find you? Um, I, it really depends. A lot of the time it is through Instagram, but I have had um, some inquiries through my website um, like I mentioned, my Instagram is uh, at E-M-T-H-R-E-E dot creative. Um, that's on Instagram. And then through there, you can you can find my link in bio, which has my my website and everything. And I answer to most channels. It's hard to keep up with them all. <laughs> <God> it is. <laughs> Where does M3 come from? Um, it, I have the same initial for every single name that belongs to me so my first name is m my middle name is m and my last name is m and i personally am not like a huge fan of it i think i i'm i feel a little bit uh slighted that i don't have another letter that belongs to me but um <laughs> my husband thinks it's cute so we we ended up coming up with that when i was starting it he was like why not m3 and so that was that was what we decided with I'm Caroline Moore, and today I am chatting with Maya Matthews of M3 Creative in Cookville. Maya, what are some of your favorite aspects of owning your own business? Being able to do like, you know, like, like I was talking, it's so cool to me 
to to work and and do things that are kind of advertising related and marketing related uh, I like getting to touch like that little corner of like oh there's going to be someone that's just walking down the street and passes a sign that I had my hands in and like I worked on that and uh, having it be like a part of the real world because I feel like I, I don't know maybe you've talked to other artists that feel this way it tends to feel a little bit isolating sometimes because all this this work is happening in your head but a lot of it doesn't actually ever maybe come to fruition or it's not like something that other people really necessarily see so seeing it out in the world is like whoa that was real i didn't dream that and with cookville growing too we have had a major boom over on the west side of town, for example. So many businesses have opened in that part of town, and I feel like every time I go there, there's something new, even if it's a parking lot. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about that. It's great. And that's where some of your work is, like the mural, Meg's Bread. I feel like you're probably one of the first people to know what business is about to open up. <laughs> I wish. I really wish I was because then I could be in there like, hey, you need any help? But I, yeah, no. The West Side, I love it because I used to, you know, I'm a, really into history. So I, I loved walking down the West Side. And I remember when that little antique store was on the, the, the very corner there. But the West Side was a little bit forgotten for a while. And seeing all of the like... um the, the the plant shop and the bookstores and the coffee shop and, and bakery and it's like it's such a nice little corner of town that even I travel for my other job sometimes I work in medical records auditing which is a, the most boring thing in the world but I um <laughs> I travel a lot and so I've been to a lot of little towns that don't have that and it has really made me appreciate that like wow our little west side is super cool like this is such a neat corner of town it is and like with Art Prowl, which I mentioned before, yes. which is through Art Round Tennessee, where you and what seventy or eighty other artists yeah, it was were a lot featured at businesses downtown. I think that's such a fabulous way to get the word out there that not only are these are these businesses here, but artists. Yes, yeah. How has our local artistic community, including Art Round Tennessee, impacted you as an artist? Um, it's been really, really fun, actually. I, some weird side effect of it that I didn't really expect in, in doing the social media is that I've met a lot of artists who are just starting out or artists who weren't part of Art Round Tennessee over the, the past like year or so that um, in talking to them at Art Prowl joined this year, which was really cool because then I got to see them at their booths with their work, which uh, we had a ton of new artists this year. Um, I was talking with uh, Emma Levitz. And I can't remember the number that she said now, but almost a majority of the artists at Art Prowl this past year were new to Art, Art Prowl, Art Round Tennessee. And it was it was really cool because they were people that maybe walked past my booth or walked past somebody else's booth and that we chatted with and invited them to, to join. And, and they did. And they got to have a great time this year. It was so much fun. I was not even in it. I was just having fun going booth to booth. I made so many friends yeah, that day. No, the, it is a big day for like making friends and, and like just enjoying art. It was it was really fun this year. Social interaction. Yeah, great. Great stuff that. Not to touch on your boring medical records job as you just <laughs> described. Do you kind of subconsciously enjoy having that other job that might not require being an artist and creating? You can kind yes. of just zone out (laughs) yes yes yeah no i love that job for that because the other job is a little bit more mentally taxing and so i've got like 
I have to kind of be creatively on for whether it's design or, or art even like I enjoy painting and things and it's it's like a relaxation for me but it is also like drains me mentally so having my actual like day job if you want to call it that not do that to me is great because I can sit there and think about what I'm going to do later or you know listen to a podcast or listen to music and and you know that type of stuff too will get me thinking about oh maybe I'll paint this or maybe I'll make that or, or maybe I'll try this new hobby but it, it's nice to have something where I can turn my brain off like you said because that's when you can actually unlock a lot of creative issues yeah. or, un, or tap into creativity when you <laughs> Get away from it and you just yes. zone out. Yes. Then you can figure out that problem. Your brain will, something will just kind of click. It's yeah. nice. No, it's happened. Actually, uh, I was up in um, in Michigan for a couple of weeks um, back in December. And I ended up having just this fantastic idea for what I would like to turn into a, a show as soon as I can. So I'm, I'm brewing that still. But I, I was literally sitting there working and I was like, I need to do that. And so I'm, I'm working out the details of that and seeing if I can get somewhere that will will host it. But yeah, it, it's definitely nice to have something that I can do that I don't really have to think about that much. How do you see in three evolving? I don't really know. I, I like I said, I'm not a person who has ever had like a like a I, that's what I'm going to be when I grow up. I, I'm kind of in the moment, kind of out of necessity um, in the way that my brain works. But uh I would like to eventually, you know, have more clients and and I would love to work for myself eventually um, and, and just be able to freelance. But you know, I also like having, like I said, the job where I, I kind of don't have to think about it as much. Evolving, I'd, I'd love to work with more local businesses here and and help them, you know, whether that be a new sign or a new logo or, or some social media connection something i want to work with everybody in town i want to meet people basically (laughs) well if you are looking for a graphic designer an illustrator a mural painter a woman of many talents (laughs) tell them where to find you yeah you can find me like i've mentioned um instagram e-m-t-h-r-e-e dot creative then there you can find all the links to my website you can find all of my chaos there Maya Matthews of M3 Creative, as well as Art Prowl and Art Round Tennessee. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I'm Caroline Moore for Local Matters.